Hello there, I'm Benny. And I'm Kyle. And you're listening to The Doctor's Watcher. This is the podcast where I watch Doctor Who and I tell you about it. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Benny. How's it going today? (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) So, as you'll recall from our previous episode, um, we just went right from that one to this next one. So, like, you know, five minutes have passed. um, And I'm ready to find out what happens next. Indeed. This is an exciting serial and... I see. We don't delay. We just go right into it. Let's do it. Awesome. Season 1, Episode 8, The Ambush. Benny, do you remember from five minutes ago when we recorded the previous episode where we left off? Um, yeah, we were uh, pushing the the Dalek shell with Ian in it. The Doctor's pushing it, and Barbara and Susan are walking in front of it because the Doctor has assured us this will not be suspicious at all. And meanwhile, back in the uh, the cell where we, our heroes had been held before they escaped, um, they had stuck this Dalek who had previously been in the Dalek shell, they stuck it in a cloak um, and dumped it in the corner of the room, but now it's, like, reaching under as its horrible clawed hand. It's reaching out from under the, the cloak. Indeed. And we see we see these moments at the start of the ambush, but we cut from the Dalek hand back to our heroes in the hallway, Cool. where Benny and I have discussed how... Doctor is clearly right that it's not going to be at all suspicious that he's pushing this Dalek down the hall. Uh, But it turns out that this is actually not really a going concern because Ian almost immediately figures out how to operate it. Oh, cool. So Doctor goes around to the front of the Dalek with Barbara and Susan, and we are now in a much more plausible configuration. There's this little joystick here. (laughs) Forward. It moves forward. So Ian escorts them to the elevator, also known as the lift, Uh but there's a Dalek there, and Dalek Ian tells it that he's taking the prisoners to be questioned, but when this other Dalek starts trying to, like, look stuff up on the computer to verify these orders, Susan tries something. Winking at Ian and the others, she shouts... No, I'm not going! And, you know, starts protesting. And Dalek Ian and the other Dalek use their toilet plungers to kind of, like, trap Susan between the two of them. Mm. They're both just kind of, like, pressing up against her with their toilet plungers. And Ian asks the Dalek to help him get them into the lift. And so the Dalek agrees and, like, you know, between the two of them, they, like, you know, bring Susan into the next room. Uh, it's actually not a bad idea. Like, yeah. If you're trying to get somebody to let you do the thing you want to do, if you can somehow get them to help you do it. Right. Um, While distracting them from verifying yeah. if it's actually a real thing. Yeah. So it turns out that this next room that it's escorted them into is not like the lift itself. It's more of like an elevator lobby. Mm. And the Dalek asks... Dalek Ian, if he wants its help getting them to the fourth level, and he's like, nah, it's cool, they can't really go far 
Like, they can't, you know, they can't escape from me yes. here in the elevator lobby. So the other Dalek turns and leaves the room, and the door closes, and as soon as the door closes, the doctor goes over and, like, unplugs the door, basically. Okay. I guess the door had, like, a, a power cord. Just yeah, it's something, little... yeah. Cool. So they are now in the elevator lobby, and they have to wait for the lift to arrive. While they're waiting, they start trying to get Ian out of the Dalek shell, but it turns out the clasp is stuck closed, and they can't open it. Oh, I guess he gets to live out the rest of his life as a Dalek. (laughs) Meanwhile, the other Dalek reports back and says, you know, he's just taking the prisoners to the elevator and whatever, and he realizes that there are no orders to move the prisoners, Mm. so he sounds the alarm. The jig is up. Our heroes try to roll Dalek Ian toward the elevator, but they can't move him anymore. It turns out that the Daleks have now magnetized the floor. Oh, shoot. So he's stuck. They're still unable to open his lid. <laughs> and now the other Daleks outside the room have started, like, cutting through the door. This is, like, you know, a thick metal door, so they are using, like you know, laser, Mm. you know. Is this, like, coming out of their gun arm? Or are they holding, like, a little blowtorch in their toilet plunger? I think it was coming out of their gun arm, if I remember right. That would probably make the most sense. (laughs) But, yeah, they are using kind of this blowtorchy effect to very slowly cut through the door. Cool. And Ian tells our heroes to just get into the lift without him. Mm-hmm. Barbara insists that she won't leave without him, but after a little bit of convincing, he manages to convince her, and Barbara and Susan and Doctor all pile into the lift and start heading up with plans to send the lift back down for him as soon as they get up, and the lift starts heading up very slowly. So they're going to send it back down for him, which, you know, that's... Nice of them, but what good is that going to do? Yeah, he's still, like, trapped in the Dalek shell and can't move. Can't move at all, yeah. We get several tense moments as the lift slowly rises. The Daleks are cutting through the door, which the doctor estimates is probably going to take him about ten minutes. Mm. And Ian is struggling to get his Dalek lid open from the inside. I guess they've probably undone the clasp and he just needs to, like, shove the lid up, Mm. I'm I'm assuming. Eventually, the lift reaches the top and our heroes pile out. I should mention that there's no door. The elevator car itself is only three walls. It's just open on the other side. Mm. And so they get out and they send the elevator back down to pick up Ian and Barbara laments. should never have left him. It's so slow, it'll never reach him in time. The world's slowest elevator. Yeah. Or lift. (laughs) Must have been a loading screen. Yeah, I think that's probably what was happening. Like the... (laughs) Mass Effect style. The simulation can only hold so much at once. So when our our heroes had to move, we had to reload a new area. Um, And then I guess it's reloading because our camera cuts back to down at the bottom of the lift. 
So that's why it takes the lift so long to get back down to Ian is because we're switching locations again and it has to reload. It's the worst when you sit through a load screen and then you realize that you still needed something back in the other area. And right. You're like, oh, come on. It's that piece of equipment that... How, how much do I actually want this thing? I think would matter, but... <laughs> so we see the Daleks finish their cutting job and there's a big section of the door that they've cut out tips over. And the Daleks see Ian's Dalek shell, and they just light it up with mm. their gun arms, which causes some explosions and some fire. And then, like, the lid of the Dalek shell kind of comes off and crumples and stuff, and the Daleks realize that it's empty. Oh, good call. Good job, Ian. We, the viewers, have no idea how, but somehow Ian escaped and got into the lift. So the Daleks go over to the lift, and they flip the emergency switch to summon it back down, but Ian has reached the top and he climbs out of it just in time, just before it goes back down, and he comments to our other heroes that the Daleks only had about two more inches of the door to cut through when he got out. Mm. I mean, I, I feel like that's quite a close call and quite the escape for something that we did not see. Right. I was like, how, you know, that, that elevator is super slow. How did he pull it off? But it's, it's yeah, some nice kind of like retroactive tension in there. It's like, man, yeah, that was that was really a close call. I I pulled through though. I was an awesome hero. It was super cool. You all should have been there and seen it. Yeah. It would have been great. Exactly. So they go over to some windows and look out. We, the home television viewers, don't get to see this view out the window, but but our heroes do. Wow, this is so beautiful and amazing. Right. They actually have a really good view of the city because they realize that they are up at the top of a tall building now. And from this view, they see a thal, or some thals, like, coming through the city, mm-hmm. coming up for the food supplies that the Daleks have promised in their letter. And our heroes realize that the Thals are walking into an ambush. There we go. They don't say the ambush, but... So I checked the script, and never in this entire serial is the singular word exterminate ever used. We'll get there. We'll get there. But we do get a couple Dalek usages of exterminated here. I'll count it. One Dalek says... Make no attempts to capture them. They are to be exterminated. Very cool. You understand? Exterminated. <laughs> there we go. So we're, we're real close. Uh, this is a line that's spoken to a Dalek, which is entering the elevator to head up to our heroes. Like, you know, they've summoned the lift back. Mm-hmm. Now it's back, and this Dalek is going to go after our heroes. Mm-hmm. Our heroes realize that the lift is on its way back up, and here Chekhov's doorless elevator system kicks into play Mm -hmm. as our heroes push this big decorative stone sculpture over to and into the elevator shaft. Mm. And it tumbles down onto the lift car, and we cut to the room at the bottom of the shaft where... A few Daleks watch all this debris come piling out of the shaft. Mm. And they look at it and they say, but is it art? (laughs) I thought it was pretty entertaining that the Daleks have this, like, you know, office building 
stone sculpture just kind of up in their their elevator lobby. Sure. Maybe it was a Thal sculpture originally. Oh, that could be. Um, but I also like the Daleks were philosophers. Yeah, it did say that they used to be teachers and philosophers. So maybe it's like a 500-year-old sculpture that our heroes have just destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Kyle. Here on The Doctor's Watcher, we don't have any sponsors, at least not yet, and we haven't even set up a Patreon or anything, but we appreciate you listening. Maybe we'll get around to setting up a Patreon or whatever later, or maybe we'll try to sell you some mattresses or meal prep kits or whatnot, but in the meantime, Benny and I both have Venmos. If you really want to send us some money, let's start with you sending an email to thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com and we'll work something out. Thanks for listening. We cut to the Thals, who are carefully passing through the city and discussing the prospects of a treaty with the Daleks. Aladdin is still suspicious, mm-hmm. but Temesis continues to be optimistic. He tells Aladdin... You must throw off these suspicions. They're based on fear, and fear is the path to the dark side. What? Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hold on a second. Hate leads to suffering. Hold on a second, <laughs> Kyle. No, the actual line okay. is... And you must throw off these suspicions. They're based on fear. And fear breeds hatred and war. Okay, yeah, still got that proto-Yoda to it. (laughs) Proto, if you will. (laughs) The Daleks all hide as they see the Thals approaching the food supply that's left for them. And meanwhile, our heroes are racing back toward the area where the food is left. They get back down to street level, and the doctor's like, all right, cool, let's head back to the ship. (laughs) And Susan's like, no, we've got to warn the Thals. Yeah. And the doctor's like, hey, like, this is none of our business. Like, what happens on the dead planet stays on the dead planet. Am I right? <laughs> he holds out his hand for a high five. <laughs> and Barbara's like, of course it's our business. The Thals gave us the anti-radiation drug. Without that, we'd be dead. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so Ian is like, uh, how about you all head back to the TARDIS I'll stay behind to warn the Thals and then catch up with you. Okay. It takes a bit of convincing, especially Susan and Barbara, who don't want to split the party again. But they're convinced, and they all head out, except for Ian, who waits behind. Ian likes to play the hero. He does a pretty terrible job of playing the hero (laughs) in this case, though. (laughs) He kind of just hangs out in a corner, halfway hiding, as Temesis shows up and sees all the food supplies there waiting. And Ian just kind of hangs back and waits while Temesis gives this whole speech about rebuilding the world to a seemingly empty room, as far as he can see. He even says, like, Daleks, can you hear me, or whatever. And Ian just keeps on waiting until a bunch of Daleks have come out from their hiding places and are, like, actively sneaking up on Temesis who calls out to his compatriots to come help collect the food before Ian finally calls... No! It's a trap! Get out of here! Run! Could have done that a little sooner, I think. Yeah. 
Temesis is actually killed in the resulting fray. Oh, bummer. As the Daleks all start firing their weird gun arms, and the other Thals and Ian all rush around and try to get out and get away. There's an interesting moment where Ian hides behind a wall as the Dalek fires its gun arm at him, and the wall he's hiding behind gets all, like, burnt and crackly. Mm. Um... Kind of like how their guns sometimes cause the film to go negative for mm-hmm. a bit. I'm not sure, but it kind of seemed like this gun somehow messed up like the actual film recording of the wall. So again, like pretty powerful weapon technology here. Cool. Back at the Thal camp, our heroes have gathered, and Dione is showing the Doctor these little hexagonal discs that the Thals have, mm-hmm. and these discs all have, like, bits of star charts on them. Oh, cool. Which you can kind of, like, put together and, like, you know, assemble, like, the whole big map. Get a map to Luke Skywalker. Exactly. Uh, Doctor's pretty excited about this because he thinks, like, maybe he can use these star charts to fix their position and figure out where the hell we are. Mm-hmm. The Thals also have a set of hexagonal discs that contain the historic records of the Thal people. Cool. The Doctor is also pretty excited about. And at this point, we actually learn the name of the planet, which is Skaro. Hmm. The Doctor, I mentioned earlier, he's excited to see the star charts to try to fix their position. But Dione comments that, of course, they could only chart as far as their electroscopes allowed them to see. <laughs> electroscopes. So with Temesis dead, Aladdin finds himself as the new leader of the Thal people, basically. Mm -hmm. He can't understand why the Daleks would have done this, but Ian gives him the answer. Ian says, Oh, there's a reason. Explanation might be better. It's stupid and ridiculous, but it's the only one that fits. Aladdin asks, What? Ian says, A dislike for the unlike. Hmm... Aladdin says that he doesn't follow, so Ian explains. They're afraid of you because you're different from them. So whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Ian thinks that things might have to come to the Thals actually fighting the Daleks. But the Thals all seem to agree that, that it could never come to that. Mm. Ian poses the hypothetical question of, like, what if the Daleks could leave their city and come after you here? Mm-hmm. And Aladdin's response is... We would go away, back to our plateau, where we came from. Barbara asks... You'd simply run away. Mm-hmm. And Ian's like, dude, like, some things are worth protecting, you know? Yeah, and they've got no food. Right. This discussion doesn't last very long. It seems pretty clear that the Thals aren't willing to budge on this point. Barbara is confused as she talks to Ian. They don't really seem to be cowards, so she doesn't understand why they're pacifists. Yeah, I mean, we know that they used to be a warrior people. Right. But then again, maybe after you survive a neutron war, kind of changes your outlook. Yeah, yeah, cultural and societal values could be pretty different. Yeah. But Barbara wonders... But are they really pacifists? I mean, genuinely so. Or is it a belief that's become a reality because they've never had to prove it? (laughs) Well, I guess not this generation. Yeah, I think they proved it 500 years ago. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Doctor has been learning more about the planet's history 
and the Daleks and Thal's backstories, it turns out there was a neutron war, mm-hmm. killing most of the planet's population and causing mutations among all the survivors. The Thal's ancestors kept on mutating until they ended up looking like what we see today, which is basically just very attractive white European human looking. Convenient. The Daleks also mutated, but their mutation has not completed its full circle. Like the Thals has, whatever the fuck that means. Oh, well, that might explain why the later Daleks that we see look a little different. Yeah, maybe they just kept mutating. But then again, who knows, given that this is a time travel show, who knows at what point in the Daleks' evolution we come across each type of Dalek. Oh, that's true. Like, maybe next time we see the Daleks, it could actually be, like, way earlier than this, mm-hmm. or way later. We mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess that's why... The Daleks are hideous monstrosities that the women and the home television viewers and the camera are not allowed to see because their mutation hasn't completed its full circle yet. Mm -hmm. They'll be cute, you know, once the the process completes. Right. The Doctor had a hexagon with an image of the original Thal on it that he shows to everybody, and we got to see it. It was like humanoid-looking thing. It's not really a very clear image. But when he showed around the hexagon with the image of the original Dalek on it, mm-hmm. they were all very careful to not show it to the camera. Mm-hmm. We also learn at this point that the Thals used to be warriors. I guess we already knew that. But we also learn that the Daleks used to be called the Dolls. It was the Dolls and the Thals. <laughs> Yeah. The Doctor is pretty pleased to have been allowed to study and learn all this history. He says, Oh, it's all there. Every moment of it is scattering history. Minutely, but brilliantly recorded. Priceless. Absolutely priceless. Mm, Well, it makes me a little worried as to the future of this information. (laughs) Barbara and Ian take a moment to briefly wonder if there's any point in reminding the Thals of their ancient history as warriors. Mm-hmm. But the doctor's like, no, we should just get out of here. And Barbara is like, fucking finally, let's head back to the ship. And the doctor's like, cool, cool. Ian, can you just like hand that fluid link back over to me? And Ian checks all his pockets and he's like, oh shit. Whoops. And as Ian is explaining to everyone how, no, 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 I didn't lose it. The Daleks took it from me when they searched me. Mm. And it's down in the city somewhere. Everyone gets a chance to turn and look at the camera. And then we see the title next episode, The Expedition. Mentioned that a little sooner, Ian. <laughs> I think they all kind of forgot about it for an episode or two. Yeah, that's. I mean, they had a lot going on. They had yeah. A lot on their minds. But yeah, it really seemed like you know they were all ready to head back to the ship, mm-hmm. leave the Thals to deal with their own shit, and <laughs> you know, Doctor 
happened to casually mention it. And I think it really was like only in that moment that it clicked with Ian Mm -hmm. as he like checked his pockets and he's like, oh, fuck, I don't have it. I did think it was pretty funny, though, that, like, the last lines of the episode were essentially Ian going, like, Not my fault! (laughs) I didn't lose it. They took it from me. I swear I didn't lose it. I feel like he could have said something sooner. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that you'd want to keep track of. Yeah. And also, like, I'm I'm a little surprised that everybody was so um, willing to leave the Thals behind. Just in, you know, without food. Um, now that the Daleks have the radiation cure, so... Right. I don't know. I, I feel like... I, I get that it's not a great situation for the humans either. Um, or our heroes, I should say, because some of them aren't human. Um, but, yeah, it just feels like somebody... Ian or Barbara or Susan even... Could have been like, oh, but these poor people, remember, have no food. Yeah, they don't really go very hard on that at this point. Uh, you know, Ian and Barbara had had tried to convince the Thals to stand up for themselves yeah. and to, you know, at least consider the possibility of fighting the Daleks. Mm-hmm. And the Thals just completely discounted, like, no, 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 like, we, we're not going to fight. Like, it's, it's not going to happen, basically. Yeah. And and then, yeah, here at the end, Ian and Barbara talk about, like, you know, they used to be warriors. Like, is it even worth reminding them of that and trying to convince them further? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess when the doctor suggests, like, you know, let's let them deal with their own shit, and we've got our own shit to deal with, mm-hmm. I suppose at that point, you know, not only has Barbara been wanting to leave the entire time, mm-hmm. but, you know, I guess she's probably, she and Ian are probably frustrated with the Thals now. Like, the Thals don't seem to be yeah. seeing reason yeah. and don't seem to be willing to, to do anything to preserve themselves. You know, yeah. they'd rather run away and starve to death <laughs> than, than even consider the possibility of fighting. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting dilemma. I am not not completely sure what I think would be the most moral or ethical thing to do at that point, to stick around and try to help them or to just cut your losses and get out. Well, how many people can fit in a TARDIS? That's a good point. Quite a few, right? They Yeah, they could save. They could take any number of thals with them. So how many thals are there? Or how many do we see at a time? We've not really seen more than probably groups of 10 or 15 at a time. Okay. I think it's implied that there is, like, some amount of thal civilization, but I don't think there's that much of it. You know, I think they've kind of just been, like, straggling along for the past 500 years. Yeah, you don't get a lot of so, generic, genetic diversity in 10 to 15 people, though. Right. But I imagine, like, we're we're probably only seeing a small portion okay. of their camp. Yeah. They've probably got, you know, a couple hundred there, would be my guess, or my assumption. And there are various other Thal camps, I'm also assuming. Cool. That would make sense. Cool. Well, I guess we're not quite ready to leave Scarrow yet. <laughs> Got to get the fluid link back first. Yeah. 
Should we find out what happens next time on the expedition? Yeah, well, I think we know. Um, gonna have to. It feels a little, you know, Dungeons and Dragons esque to descend into this dangerous city with scary creatures and have to retrieve an object. That <laughs> is like the classic quest, really. Well, we'll see how it goes. There's a MacGuffin. It's in a dangerous place, and you've got to go get it. Yes. We'll see if they split the party again. Indeed. Find out about splitting the party next time on episode 9, The Expedition. Hey, Kyle here. I want to say thanks to Circa23 for the awesome theme song hero for us. You can check out his other music at soundcloud.com slash circuit23, and you can reach him at circuit.23, that's circuit.23 at gmail.com. Thanks to Benny for listening to me talk about Doctor Who, and thanks to all of you for listening to Benny listen to me talk about Doctor Who. You can follow us on Twitter at DoctorWatcher, and you can email us at thedoctorswatcher at gmail.com. If you liked the show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you review your podcasts. If your rating is not five stars, save yourself the time and don't even bother. Join us again in two weeks on The Doctor's Watcher.